0: Thousands of products are on the list of items from China that face attacks when they come into the United States. The trade war between China and America has impacted hundreds of things coming from South Florida companies or threatens to if a new round of tariffs goes into effect in the months ahead.
1: Lincoln
2: Logs. Tinker Toys. Um, Here we have truck parts. We have uh, suspension parts.
3: Our brands at the top of the line is Bernhardt. Air brake components. We have water pumps. Lightbright. Classic My Little Pony.
0: I'm Tom Hudson. Today, the trade war in the Sunshine Economy. Also on the program today, a story of money and the price of life in South Florida. A young lawyer with a steady job and a good paycheck looks to leave.
4: The traditional American dream. I feel like it's it's unattainable here.
0: It's all today on the Sunshine Economy. Next, after the news. Welcome to the Sunshine Economy on WLRN. I'm Tom Hudson. Thanks for listening this week. Keith Koenig and Jay Foreman have been doing business with China for decades. As China has grown, so have their businesses in South Florida and the importance of China to those companies here.
3: Upholstered furniture, reclining furniture. This is just
0: some of the stuff Koenig's company imports from China. He runs City Furniture, the company founded by his brother in the
3: 1970s. City Furniture imports about 60% of our product line from around the world, and about half of that, or roughly 30%, comes from China.
1: We make 90% of our product in China, about 10% here in the United States. That's Jay Foreman. He
0: runs Basic Fun, a toy maker and distributor based in Boca Raton.
1: Uh, China is integral to our whole business from start to finish, uh, primarily because there's really no better... Uh, production and supply chain and distribution uh, chain in the world. We, We don't have a production base here in the United States to manufacture the kind of things that we make in China, and there's really no better market around the world to make the products that we make than China.
0: Foreman's company, Basic Fun, has not yet experienced the trade war with China. Not directly, but Koenig's company, City Furniture, certainly has. A long list of its merchandise are included among the thousands of Chinese-made products that face higher taxes when they are imported into the United States.
3: Sofas, living room furniture, bedroom furniture, dining room furniture, patio furniture, bedding, mattresses, all kinds of home accents, wall decor, tabletop lamps, chandeliers, area rugs. Today on The Sunshine Economy, it's
0: the trade war with China. We will hear from three South Florida companies on the front line of the trade tensions, how they're dealing with the reality and the threat of higher costs, and how the higher tariffs have changed their businesses. Later on in the program, we will hear Jeremy Thompson's story of money and the price of life in South Florida.
4: Before I moved here, um, I figured, I, I was like, you know, I'm going to move to South Florida. I'm going to find me a pretty good job. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to have a master's degree. I got a I did pretty well in undergraduate studies.
0: Find out what happened to Jeremy over the next several years as he worked to build his legal career and life in South Florida. If you want to share your story of how money, circumstances, and choices have influenced you, your life, and decisions, you can email us at sunshineeconomy@wlrnnews.org. at That's sunshineeconomy@wlrnnews.org. at WLRN News.org. The Harmonized Trade Schedule stretches over 97 chapters with almost 20,000 items. Chapters 94 and 95 include furniture and toys. Those are the products that make up the businesses run by Keith Koenig and Jay Foreman. Koenig runs City Furniture.
3: We import a tremendous amount of leather and motion furniture and stationary upholstery furniture from China. And the factories we work with are really good at it. They make nice Mostly modern styles and a lot of things that require a lot of hand labor that would not make sense to be built in the United States.
0: All of the patio furniture at his stores is made in China. That alone represents about 5% of City Furniture's total business. For Jay Foreman, his business is even more reliant on China for products with household names.
1: We make LightBright, We make Pound Puppies. We make Speak and Spell, See and Say. Uh, lots of great toys that you'd be very familiar with. Next year, we'll be bringing back the Care Bears. And all those products are made in China.
0: There have been several rounds of tariffs slapped on Chinese-made goods coming into the United States. They began two years ago when the U.S. International Trade Commission decided imported solar panels and washing machines had hurt American makers. In January of 2018, President Donald Trump began the first tariffs targeted to those products. In all, the new taxes went after a relatively small $10 billion worth of imports. That was at first. A few months later, China retaliated with its own taxes on American soybeans. Since then, the Trump administration has taxed imported steel and aluminum, machinery and electrical equipment, semiconductors, auto and truck parts and hundreds of other items. China has responded with its own taxes on American made goods. Threats, counter-threats, taxes and retaliatory taxes have been traded back and forth between Washington and Beijing for months now, with consumers and companies caught in the middle. But not Jay Foreman's toy company in Boca Raton. Basic fun has not been impacted, at least not yet.
1: We've been lucky. We went out early in this process and really started to PR our industry against the administration. And we started to coin of a phrase or phraseology hey you know mr trump you don't want to end up being the grinch who stole christmas and raising prices on christmas toys and i think the administration really heard that and understood that there's a certain level of product that people are buying on an impulse and they feel really emotional about and and toys are one of those so we were lucky and all the products under our harmonized numbers are all moved to december 15th so our tariffs in our category are looming pending And of course, it's our hope that the administration wakes up and realizes that these tariffs are really harmful and pushes them off. So we have pending tariffs coming December 15th on our categories. Keith, are you envious
3: of that? Uh,
1: Slightly, yeah. This is Keith Koenig, CEO
0: of City Furniture.
3: We're right in the middle of the uh, tariffs. We got hit with a 10 percent and then the 25 percent followed after that and more coming. But um, we were early on and um, and they were significant right away.
0: What would you say to Jay as you've had to live and manage under the tariffs as he's facing them in mid-December?
3: Well, we've negotiated with each of our suppliers, and we've been pleasantly surprised how negotiable they have been. We have mitigated most or all of the tariff increases, so the tariffs being borne by the Chinese supplier for us is partially or totally true. Now, we've had to raise prices where we didn't get full mitigation in price decreases from the suppliers, but here are things that we hear from our suppliers, and that is they're getting a higher percentage of the value-added tax that um, they were paying into the government. They're getting a higher percent on their exports than they were in the past, so their costs have gone down. And of course, the uh, currency change has benefited uh, them. We pay them in dollars, so they're getting more RMB for the same price. So RMB being the Chinese currency. The RMB is the Chinese currency. They've got pretty pretty good currency devaluation over there, which has gotten them more RMB. Those are all uh, factors that have helped them and helped us mitigate the tariffs. Jay, are any of those options? existing for you?
1: Yeah, some of them are. You know, it's it's hard to plan for the future based on currency devaluations. And in our industry anyway, I mean, if you go to a toy store and look at a 20 or $30 toy in a Target and see the complexity in it, and then you walk across the aisle and see what a pair of, you know, cheap heads, headphones or earbuds cost or a, an adapter for your computer, which is just some molded plastic and some wires, you realize that toys are an incredible value for the dollar to the consumer. So our factories don't have the kind of margins that would enable us to go back and absorb 15 to 30% tariffs. So we're really dependent upon our retail partners to either absorb part of it for us to absorb some or to really decide as a, as a, as a sort of an industry to pass the tariffs along to the consumer. And we've got various levels of of indication and and support or non-support from different retailers, what I believe our experience will be is that prices will go up and start to go up significantly in 2020, that the vendors overseas, the manufacturers, whether it be basic fund or city furniture, can only absorb these tariffs for a certain period of time. and Eventually, the consumer has to be acclimated that this has to be, in a sense, a tax passed along. To the consumer, and it has to be absorbed in the price of goods there 's no way to sustain it over a long term basis
0: jay what you 're saying is that Americans will pay for the tariffs, at least as they relate to toys in your business. Keith, what we just heard from you is your experience is uh, indicating that the president uh, president trump is uh, is right in the sense when he talks about China is paying for the tariffs in some cases with the furniture that city furniture imports your 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 companies that you're working with in China have absorbed those costs.
3: Yeah, and I would I would say that um, I've been pleasantly surprised at the at the willingness of our suppliers, who in the past we negotiated pricing very diligently, to see them make substantial discounts. And um, and are they citing the U.S. tariffs that their products would face? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's all it's all driven around that. That's on the table. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's not that they're paying the tariff, but they're giving a discount to some extent that will mitigate or completely cover the entire tariff, and it's varied by vendor by vendor. Net-net, the,
0: the price that you are absorbing at City Furniture before it gets to the retail floor is the same.
3: Yeah. If we're selling an item that costs $100 and it would be $125 with a tariff, Uh, If I'm getting it now for $80 and the 25% tariff is is $20 and it's it's, it's $100, it was $100 before, it's $100 now, and we're keeping our retail price. And therefore, we're telling our vendors. But every one of the suppliers I meet with over there is petrified of the loss of business that they could face. Every one of them is counting on growing their business. And it's quite fascinating that they are very tuned in.
0: That was City Furniture CEO Keith Koenig. We spoke with him along with toy maker basic fund boss Jay Foreman. Now still to come, profits, people, and the trade war with China.
1: Everybody involved in the production cycle is going to be making less money because of this tariff. And when you make less money, you have less money to give your employees raises, to give them Christmas
3: bonuses. We were very nervous about what the impact would be at retail and just strictly passing on all the cost increase to our customers. So we really ate a lot of it.
0: Welcome back to WLRN and the Sunshine Economy. Thanks again for listening this week. I'm Tom Hudson. Today we're talking about the trade war with China and its impact on South Florida companies. Later on in this program, we'll have another story of money and the price of life.
4: When I first moved to South Florida, I had to have a roommate. My mother would would help me a lot. But since I became an attorney I became more independent and then I'm also married to, I'm able to pay the bills for my household and take care of my family. But it's still difficult compared to other places from attorneys who I do know.
0: Hear Jeremy Thompson's story of money and the price of life in South Florida. If you want to share your story, you can email us at sunshine Economy at wlrnnews.org. That's sunshine Economy at wlrnnews.org. Six percent of global trade done in South Florida is with China. It's not an enormous slice of international imports that come through our ports and airports, but it is meaningful, especially at Port Miami, where China is the second largest trading partner so far this year after the Dominican Republic. That's according to data from World City, a global trade information firm based in Coral Gables. Almost all of the trade business with China in South Florida consists of imports, and that business has slowed down significantly. Chinese imports through Port Miami are down almost 20 percent this year. A lot of what comes in from China into South Florida is furniture and furniture parts, items that have experienced higher import taxes thanks to the trade war with China. Keith Koenig's business is part of that global trade. He runs City Furniture based in Broward County. He says the furniture makers his company works with in China have been willing to absorb most of the higher cost of the American tariffs, So he has not had to raise retail prices.
3: This is how he explained the math earlier. If we're selling an item that costs $100 and it would be $125 with a tariff, uh, if I'm getting it now for $80 and the 25% tariff is uh, is $20, that's $100.
0: So the price to the consumer is the same, but the profit margin for the company, that's different. It's less on each item. And that's something that worries Jay Foreman. He runs the toy company Basic Fun, based in Boca Raton. We spoke with Koenig and Foreman recently about the trade war with China and their South Florida companies.
1: An item that used to be $100 is now $80 in the $20 tariff. What I would suggest is that unless a company is able to stretch their profit margins from 10 to 15% or 20 to 25%, you're making less money on an $80 sale than you are on a $100 sale. So everybody involved in the production cycle is going to be making less money because of this tariff. And when you make less money, you have less money to give your employees raises, to give them Christmas bonuses, to try to incentivize some of your customers to invest in capital, new stores, new equipment. And it it sooner or later, it absolutely has to have a knock-on effect. And, and on top of that, it's there's only so long that the manufacturers in Asia can support some of these tariffs. So eventually, this is going to be felt.
0: Keith, let me ask you about uh, Jay's first point in terms of profit margin. Uh, If your margin on a $100 sale is 15%, obviously that means a lot more cash and cash flow for city furniture than a 15% margin on an $80 sale. Has this movement of prices affected your profit margin, or your, even your cash flow, and your ability to reinvest.
3: Oh yeah, it really did. Especially early on, um, we were very nervous about um, what the impact would be at retail, and just strictly passing on all the cost increase to our customers. So we really ate a lot of it, and it and it hurt for a while. And what was that like? And it was painful. We had expectations in terms of sale volume with people and sales associates and, and supply chain. We had product coming in. And so we absorbed some of that, and it took, took points off of our margin. And, you know, every business in retail is, is a matter of a few pennies uh, here and there make a huge difference. When you'd get those spreadsheet
0: uh, reports every week or every month or every quarter, however often you got them, what did they look like?
3: So here is also a difficult from an accounting standpoint our systems challenge, were challenged by adding the tariffs because the tariffs were assigned at the cust at, uh, at the customers and we just didn't have that into our in building into our uh into our landed cost formulas so we had to do a lot of off the uh you know spreadsheet work that were were here's what we think will be the impact and at the end of the months we, the first few months we found it wasn't as favorable or wasn't as reasonable as we thought so I think The message is that adding a new complexity to your supply chain and your product, it's got to hit a lot of levels. It's got to hit your pricing, and you don't know what your customer demand is going to be. And working its way through the entire costing of the goods, it was was challenging. We got to the new equilibrium. We realized here's where we got to be, and we made some pricing adjustments on those items that weren't fully covered.
0: How does this color kind of the environment that you're doing business in, Keith?
3: It, it becomes a little bit more challenging. It comes. It becomes a little bit more challenging in terms of not knowing what the future is going to be because tariffs have been hit on us pretty quickly in, in the past. And even where we really had a, we've got a long supply chain, just like Jay. We order furniture and it coming from China or any place around the, the globe, it might ship in 90 days. So if something happens in between there, my orders are still placed. So we're going to have to work our way around it. It's, it just becomes one more um, variable that makes life a, a little bit more challenging.
1: And what I would just say in general about the consumer and, and the sort of macroeconomic you know, factors that are happening now is that typically when it admitted, when uh, the country or the world is, is sort of nearing the end of a cycle like we've been in a growth cycle – and potentially, um, a recession is impending. The government usually doesn't do things to exacerbate it, and 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 drive it, uh, you know, to to happening, to 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 motivate it and accelerate it. And that's exactly what's happening here. So it becomes a combination of of lots of different things that affects the consumer sentiment. When you have the government changing direction every five minutes on every single issue from political to economic to social and then you have the effects potentially of increased prices, you're going to make the consumer more cautious and the consumer is going to worry about whether things are going to get worse for the next 12 or 24 months and they're going to start to spend less money. It's just going to
3: happen. The consumer is very healthy right now. So I get all the uncertainty. I have to deal with that. I get all the challenges of the uh, uh, administration pursuing this. But I'll share from my conversations with Chinese guys I've done business with for decades. When I say, hey, you guys have been abusing us for a long time, they kind of nod sheepishly and say, yeah, you guys, we passed a lot of things on you and nobody ever said anything. And so I don't want to see the prices of toys go up for my grandkids, but at the same point in time, I give the administration credit for standing up to the Chinese and, and actually trying to work out save, favorable deals. My bet is they're going to work out a much better deal than we would have had if we'd not gone through this. Now, there's some pain along the way, but uh, I think the Chinese people, the, the suppliers I do business with kind of go, yeah, you, you, you guys were... We were taking advantage of you for a long time. And and they know that party's over. And there's pressure on them. The factories over there are feeling it. I know there's less employment. I know factories are slowing down or shutting down. And I think the pressure the government has put on is probably going to show some fruit.
1: It's all what side you look at it. The, you know, I'm not here to defend the Chinese government or, or Chinese businesses, but the Chinese government and the Chinese businesses and Chinese people will say, Hey, America! Maybe you've been taking advantage for us for a long time. You're, you're making, you know, people say to me, um, "Why don't you make all your crap here in the United States?" And Not first happy. of all, I take a little bit offense to that. I don't make crap, but the point <laughs> is, why don't we make more jet airplanes and John Deere tractors and? Maybe, uh, maybe making a $600 iPhone here instead of a $12 chatter phone. So what the Chinese might say is, hey, guys, you've been making your crap here for 30 years. You've been using our resources. You've been polluting our air and polluting our water to make crap that Americans want. We send a lot of money there. They send a lot of money back. I equate it to, to two neighbors fighting over the apples that fall off an apple tree that borders their property. And both of them profit from the apple tree, both of them profit from the apples, and the one thing you don't want to do is cut down the tree to solve the problem.
0: What's been the effect, Jay, uh, at your company here in Florida? How is this looming tariff for the uh, items uh, that you uh, manufacture and import, how is that affecting your financial planning for 2020? Hiring plans, paying, compensation, bonus, investment in the company?
1: Uh, i it's affecting us in in lots of different ways you know we 're a toy company so we 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 try to have a fun environment i 've got a an animatronic t rex in my office and and we make a line called connects, which are building. Uh, building sets that we we have Ferris wheels and roller coasters all over the office. And it's great. We have something called Fun Fridays twice a month where we where we engage with our employees. We talk about what's happening in the company and we lift everybody up. And for the last three or four months, every Fun Friday has turned into a discussion about trade, about tariffs, how it's going to affect us, how it's going to affect the, the company, how it's going to affect the company's profit margins. And it permeates the entire business and the psychology. And instead of people thinking about, how we grow, how we build, how we invest and make money, we're worrying about how this thing is going to affect us. And
0: how is that changing the dynamic that you have with your employees, and how is it changing your strategy as you're looking forward?
1: Well, I can tell you that we've been in a a growth phase. I've grown my company uh, in the 10 years that I've owned it. exponentially, from zero to over $150 billion in sales in the 10 years I've owned the company. We're starting to do acquisitions. We have two acquisitions that have been pending. We've been in LOI's letter of intents with these companies for three and six months combined. We should have been closing this quarter, but because of the uncertainty of the tariffs and the uncertainty of what the tariffs are going to do to the profit margins of these companies going forward, you can't fix a price. So we can't close these deals. Also, the credit markets are worrying. The financial institutions in our industries and consumer-facing industries are also worrying about what the tariffs are going to Is do. Is it more
0: difficult for you to get loans?
1: Absolutely. And the terms. It's its harder to the get more expensive. financing and the terms are more expensive. So this just compounds our ability and, and just stifles our growth.
3: Keith, how about for you? Uh, most of our... Growth plans revolve around building new stores, new distribution centers, and those decisions are multi-years in their perspective. So I haven't really bent that curve yet because we haven't seen any slowdown in our, in our sales growth. And we've been able to mitigate most of the tariffs and and raise prices on the other ones. And, and we found the consumer's understanding about that. If the product value is there for another 10% more, it's still there. We've been able to absorb it and deal with it and build on a new reality. That's
0: City Furniture CEO Keith Koenig, along with Jay Foreman. He runs a toy company called Basic Fun. It's based in Boca Raton. Both of them do a lot of business with Chinese manufacturers. For Foreman, he says he cannot buy his toys from another country because of the technology and infrastructure that's been set up in China over the last several decades. For Koenig, he says some Chinese furniture makers are moving out of China and into Vietnam, while the country changes, he points out, still means global trade, though. Still to come, how one company created a no-tariff zone inside its warehouse in Miami.
2: We've stepped into the uh, building one, and this is our storage area for our product.
0: This is the free trade zone. You're in it. This is the Sunshine Economy on WLRN. I'm Tom Hudson. Thanks again for listening. You can always follow along on Twitter. At WLRN is our handle. Later on in this program, we'll have another personal story of money and the price of life in South Florida.
4: The traditional American dream, I feel like it's, it's unattainable,
0: yeah. You'll hear Jeremy Thompson's story. If you want to share your story of money, circumstances, and choices, and the influence that they've had on your life and decisions, email us at sunshineeconomy at wlrnnews.org. Our email address is sunshine Economy at wlrnnews.org. There's a metal door at Andre Sochoa's office and warehouse in Miami, just west of MIA. The door is on the first floor. There's a small window with wire mesh embedded into the glass. The window is mostly covered up on one side with paper, except for a small cutout in the shape of a blaze. Above the window, a sign warns no admittance. On the door handle is a numerical code lock, and below the window is a large white sign declaring beyond this door is a foreign trade zone.
2: We've stepped into the uh, building one, and this is our storage area for... Our product.
0: This is the free trade zone. You're in it. <laughs> There's a yellow line on the ground you step over. It looks like a single lane stripe that you'd see on a highway. On the other side of the door are Ochoa's air-conditioned offices. On this side you can feel the humidity of the warehouse and the open doors to the outside. This is the free trade zone.
2: Uh, a free trade zone pretty much means um, that product has entered the country without having duties or tariffs paid and it's being held in a bonded facility where on the other side of the line you were in the office space and anything that is in that area has to pay duties so there's that line that separates everything
0: free trade zone in this case also means a no tariff zone
2: correct correct
0: And that difference has made a world of difference for Ochoa's business. He runs the company his dad founded, SAP USA Truck and Auto Parts. SAP, S-A-P, stands for South American Auto Parts. He says they shortened it to SAP and decided to pronounce it as opposed to just use the acronym so people aren't confused. The company does not import car and truck parts from South America. It exports them to South America. But first, most of the boxes that are stacked up along the three long rows of two story shelves in his warehouse come to South Florida
2: from China. Here, uh, the majority of the product you see on the shelf is imported from China. It does not matter where it comes from, it does not pay duties.
0: So I see some hoses over here, I saw some uh, air brake
2: parts Brakeward.
0: over there. What are in the boxes?
2: Um, here we have truck parts, we have uh, suspension parts, we have um, air brake components, we have water pumps, we have sensors, we have power steering pumps, tie rod ends, multitude of products that are for the trucking industry and also for you know, passenger vehicles that me and you drive. Before
0: President Trump started raising tariffs on Chinese-made products, Ochoa had to pay a little less than a 3% duty. Now, some of these items face an additional 10% or 25% tariff, but not the stuff sitting in SAP's two warehouses. So, if it weren't for this free trade zone designation that you've created in your warehouse, essentially, some of these products that we're looking at would have a almost 30% increase to cost to you before getting out to the customer.
2: That is correct. And what would that have
0: meant for your business? if you would have had to pay that almost 30% extra tax?
2: I mean, it would either put us out of business completely or leave us at a huge disadvantage against other competitors within market. We look at ourselves as an exporter, so we have to not only think of the companies within the US that we compete against, but also other distributors in country that also import this product from China into Latin America, which is our main market.
0: So we're going out of a big loading door now. Are we still in the free trade zone here? We are
2: no longer in the
0: free trade zone. We just crossed over another yellow line outside to your loading dock area. Correct. We stepped out into the loading dock that sits between SAP's two warehouses. Semi-trucks carrying shipping containers pull up to drop off or pick up pallets of auto and truck parts. The trucks are running back and forth, mostly to Port Miami. We're crossing over another line. Are we going back into? You
2: can see the sign here on your left. There it is.
0: Your warning The warning trade zone.
2: Telling you're entering the free trade zone. You're crossing a yellow line and clearly marks it.
0: Your work to get these designations for these free trade zones in your warehouse here Was it driven by the tariff war?
2: Yeah, it was only because of that. That's the only reason that we had to take the initiative of of making this an an FTZ.
0: As you look around this warehouse, you've known this warehouse when it wasn't a free trade zone. You now know it as a free trade zone. Would anybody know the difference except for those Department of Homeland Security signs? No,
2: they wouldn't. It's pretty much exactly the same how it was before. The signs, the marking on the ground, an additional security, and physically you don't see much more. But in the process of documentation and what's required to be reported, there is a lot more work to be done there than, than there was before.
0: In terms of your customers, would they know any different? Would they, are they seeing any different in terms of pricing
2: because of the tariffs? With the free trade zone, we were able to maintain the same price that we had pre um, tariffs. So that allows it to be you know, uh, seamless to them.
0: So with this creation of this free trade zone in your warehouses, have you seen any impact on your business because of the increased tariffs of the product that you import from China? before you send it on to your customers in Latin America or the Caribbean?
2: Yes, we've seen that we've actually been able to gain some new business um, because of this, because customers are now able to see that we are few in our industry that have actually gone into the FTZ where we can maintain the price pre-tariffs. So it's actually helped us.
0: Where Ochoa has seen an impact on the price of his truck and car parts is in the 20% of his business that is in the United States. When that stuff leaves his foreign trade zone, it faces the U.S. import tariffs. Still to come in our program, the trade tensions may be a source of worries about the economy. So how's business for truck and auto parts?
2: There's a lot of growth over the last 10 years and it's it's time it cools off a little bit and gives us a little bit more of a breathing room to take another run at our continued growth.
0: We're back on the Sunshine Economy on WLRN. I'm Tom Hudson. Don't forget that podcast. You can listen on iTunes. Just search Sunshine Economy and give us a rating as well. That'd be helpful. Later on in this program, we'll have another personal story of money and the price of life in South Florida.
4: My brothers in Kentucky, my mother, my father, all of them own their homes. I'm the only one who doesn't own a home and I have the highest level of education. I'm the only attorney in my family.
0: Find out what that has meant for Jeremy Thompson as he started his legal career and his family here in South Florida. That's later on in this program. If you want to share your story of how money, circumstances, and choices have influenced your life and decisions, email us, sunshine Economy at wlrnnews.org. Again, the program's email address is sunshine Economy at News.org. Andres Ochoa grew up in the auto and truck parts business. His dad started the company importing and exporting gear that keeps big semi-trucks on the road. And Andres started as a salesman looking for buyers for fuel pumps. Now he runs the company called SAP USA Truck and Auto Parts. A lot of what he sells is made in China, imported into his warehouses in Miami, and then shipped out to customers in South America. Last year, as President Trump instituted the first broad-based taxes on Chinese-made products, Ochoa created a free trade zone right inside his warehouses to avoid paying the taxes on the stuff he sends to customers overseas. The trade tensions in China have been a source of concern about the economy, certainly, but Ochoa isn't too worried.
2: Business right now is very good. Um, Domestically, you start seeing some headwinds of pressures. Being that we're in truck parts, we sell to the trucking industry, the American Trucking Association just came out with a new report that large contracts that for freights are flat this year, but spot contracts, like small businesses like myself put out, like, you know, I need to move a pallet, two pallets, three pallets from Miami to New York, those are considered spot contracts, <laughs> in the industry are down 40%. And those are typically handled, a lot of those spot contracts are handled by owner-operators and those owner-operators have seen a forty percent reduction in what they're billing per week. So there is a, uh, you start seeing some some headwind that's affecting the the industry. There's a lot of growth over the last ten years and it's, it's time it cools off a little bit and gives us a little bit more of a breathing room to take another run. Uh, our continued growth.
0: You're very optimistic there with that. How about your business uh, overseas into uh, Latin America?
2: Latin America is starting to stabilize. Uh, Mexico, that's an important country Stabilized. for us. is that good?
0: Or, or stable,
2: stables? stable, because there was a lot of um, worry about the new presidents that were coming into place in Mexico. Uh, Colombia has hold steady, even though it has a lot of um, you know issues with Venezuela as a partner. Argentina goes down so you know it goes up goes down all around you know you never really know with Latin but overall you could say you know they're there's they're steady it's it's more stable
0: how do you view though the trade environment as your experience running this company uh, and seeing how concentrated um, the products are that you deal with coming from China. How are you viewing all of this tension?
2: If you really look at what Trump is trying to do is, is level the, the playing field and guys, let's treat each other the same way because it's, it's not fair.
0: Uh, you've got a competitive advantage by creating this free trade zone. So you don't have to absorb those tariffs and pass them along to customers that look for pricing power here. For your Latin American customers, however, are they Looking increasingly to cut out Miami and go direct
2: to China. Miami gives confidence to buyers in Latin because we were in the U.S. They, a lot of us down here in South Florida speak Spanish, so they relate to us. A lot of their family members are here, so it would always. We believe it. I always continue to be. Um, a central point in their logistics and they're not trying to cut us out. If our competitors or other companies that are in the import export don't do anything about resolving their, their tariff issues and they're passing this on to their customers, customers will eventually look elsewhere because there's not enough room for them to resell the product once it gets down there or run the risk of buying something in Panama, in a free trade zone in Panama, or explore buying directly in Asia.
0: That was Andres Ochoa with SAP USA Truck and Auto Parts speaking with us from his warehouse in Miami. It's a free trade zone, allowing him to escape the brunt of most of the trade war with China.